Hello guys, welcome back to Sunrise Podcast, music podcast hosted by Alex. That's me, and I'm here with my friend Vlada. Hello guys. You doing well? Yes, pretty great. How are you doing? Same here, same here. So, so uh, who are we talking about today? Well, today is a special episode, and why... Is it special? It's because actually none of us picked the band for for today's episode. It was our dear patron Stephanie, and uh, Stephanie, many thanks to you and to all our patrons for keeping us motivated and supporting us. So today's band is called Mumford and Sons. It's a British band. Uh, it's a British folk rock band, as they say. And uh, I'm completely new to these guys. Uh, so, Vlada, when we got this suggestion from our dear patron, Stephanie, I remember that you were quite happy about it. So now I'm going to give the microphone to you. And can you tell us how and when you got into these guys? Well, to be fair, I'm not really into these guys. Uh, this is the first time I actually listened to all of their records. Uh, not all, because we, we covered three of those, but uh, listening to full albums for the first time. And um, I have to say that I had high expectations because I I love the record called, called The Lost ba- Basement Tapes, which is um, made by several well-known rock and indie uh, artists such as Jim James from My Morning Jacket and Elvis Costello and uh, Marcus Mumford who's from Mumford and Sons and even Johnny Depp is featured on that record so I really liked Marcus's contributions to this record so I expected to get more of the same listening to these albums and uh, I will address that further on as we go along so I was kind of excited and I also really enjoy that kind of folky um, roots music in all its shapes and forms. That's something that's a major interest of mine when it comes to music. So I was happy with, uh, with the group like this that we can listen to. And uh, I-, I think that um, last time we had Niles Barkley, which was not really the kind of music I personally prefer. So this was quite refreshing in that sense. That's nice to hear. I know that you're a big fan of folk music and um, that you like, you know, bands who uh, who are influenced by by folk music. Um, and, and you just you just touched on the fact that uh, we're not going to cover the whole discography, actually three out of four albums. So um, the first album that we're going to talk about is called Sight No More, and that's their first album from 2009. Uh, Later on, we're going to discuss Babel, and finally, uh, we're going to discuss their latest album, which is called Delta. So uh, let's start with Sight No More. Um, this, This album, to me, and the whole, the whole experience with this band, and I'm going to repeat myself, um, this is this band is completely new to me. Um, the whole experience with this band of mine, uh, with, with the whole, my whole experience with this band is kind of okay. 
I wouldn't put any better uh, description on it. Um, what I like about it is obviously the um, the folk vibe and especially the banjo. Um, I don't really I don't really hear banjo in, in the music that I, that I like, and I've never really got too much into folk music, and that's maybe a mistake for me. But certainly, um, two biggest highlights um, and two let's say two two uh, positives about this about their music is first of all um, the banjo and also the vocals when they all come together because this this might be an unpopular opinion but I, I actually don't like Marcus Mumford's voice and uh, in my opinion the backing vocals actually save the day here uh, but when they all come together when they all start singing at the same time so to say it really, it really creates a, a fun atmosphere, and uh, I, I haven't put much attention to um, to the lyrics, but I think they are they are quite nice, uh, especially on the latter albums. Um, what I don't like about Marcus Mumford, this 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 is not necessarily a bad thing, but I think that he could he could walk in any pop band nowadays and be and become eventually their star you know that that's how would how i would describe his voice i don't really like it i'm not saying that he can't sing but it just doesn't really sound like my mm -hmm. thing so um yeah that, that's my brief explanation uh how did you like sign no more well uh, to be fair um this was an, an okay record you know i think it was enjoyable. However, I have to say, nothing really stands out dramatically for me here. Um, there's a couple of songs that are perhaps a bit above the rest, but overall, I'm kind of disappointed, to be fair. As I previously said, I really like this kind of sound. I really like uh, incorporating old Americana sounds, folk sounds, bluegrass sounds into a more modern setting and i expected much uh because of that but have to say though that i was also skeptical and unfortunately my skepticism was proven right uh, i have some friends who are well um, acquainted with the folk scene especially in england and a friend of mine, a very close friend of mine, who is a musician herself, always hated Mumford and Sons. Uh, and one of the reasons why she hated them was that basically they weren't pure enough as folk musicians, you know, that they were too poppy. And now I have to say, personally, I don't think that's a bad thing here. I think that's fine. I think it's 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 great that they decided to take these sounds and put their own stamp on them. I think that's what makes them popular. That's why people like them because they don't sound like a typical folk brew, uh, folk bluegrass revival band. No, they sound like something else. And in a way, they use uh, folk music, bluegrass, country as some sort of texture upon which they build their own pop melodies. And now this is where the problem comes. You know, as catchy as some of these songs can be, 
And as pleasant sounding they might be, you know, the instrumentation is very nice. His voice, I can see how that can be an acquired taste. But overall, I kind of enjoy his voice, to be fair. So I don't find his voice that problematic as you do. And harmonies, as you said, are pretty top-notch. You know, they are pretty good at harmonizing together. So there's no doubt that they're excellent musicians. But somewhat the songs just get too repetitive. And there's they're really seriously lacking dynamics. It's like they have this thing where they go into this sudden build-up, like these frantic, uh, auspicious choruses. And... Uh, like when you repeat that formula over and over again, it's all, it, it almost sounds like they're, they were trying to find that pop single, you know, in there. And I'm not sure that's what their intention was. I'm pretty sure it wasn't, but that's how it comes across. Yes, I would, I would definitely agree on most of your parts. I mean, they are trying to make a bridge between being, you know, the, the authentic folk band and something that's, easy to sell so to say and uh shout out to your friend who hates them <laughs> that that's a pretty <laughs> that's a pretty strong feeling um I, but, I i'm not sure if she hates them but you know she's not very she doesn't yeah. have a very favorable <laughs> opinion about them let's put it that way yeah yeah that's that's fine that's fine well um there's something that's quite close to her feelings and that's the rating I'm you know this is just for the sake for the sake of commenting uh, for the sake of comments about uh, about this band pitchfork actually uh, gave this album an extremely low, uh, extremely low rating which is 2.1 out of 10. Oh, I think that's too harsh, to be honest. Uh, like, that's very I, get, I get the criticism. I get why people might have a low opinion about them. But I also want to acknowledge their musicianship. Uh, yeah, sure, there are other folk musicians out there, many of them who might be better and superior. So uh, that might be the problem. There are superior music musicians who don't get that kind of acknowledgement, who don't get such accolades. And this is why I think a lot of people don't like Mumford and Sons. Uh, but to be fair, there's these songs are not bad by any stretch. It's uh, it's good musicianship overall. Uh, there's some passion to it. You know, you can tell that some of the songs are very personal, even though I personally have some problems with some of the lyrics. For example, in the song... Uh, white blank page which musically speaking might be my highlight on this record there are some lyrics that sound kind of uh, insulty you know like something an insul would write uh, oh yeah yeah yes yeah, like, uh, think... let me find this part sorry um <laughs> do you desired my attention but denied my affections, my affections. It's like a nice guy sort of syndrome here. Oh, uh, I remember those lyrics quite well. And, and it, especially, it especially gets grating when he starts sounding all angry, all mad at the world, you know. But the song is catchy, I have to give it that. The song is very nice to listen to, very catchy. So I have somewhat mixed feelings about this song. 
again, I, I haven't uh, I, I haven't been so uh, let's say interested in the lyrics, but uh, I think that I remember some well, not some a lot of religious mentions. Do, do you remember the same thing? Uh, religious, mm, yeah, sure. But to me, as much as I paid to the, uh, as much as I paid attention to the lyrics, um, most of what I got from them was that he's always desperate and in some kind of love trouble, uh, and misunderstood by his partner, and he's offering his comfort and blah blah blah. It's all like very cliche, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, another thing that I would like to agree with you on is that nothing really stands out here when it comes to the song. I mean, they are pretty much alike, at least at least from my perspective. Um, there are some songs who are like better better than the rest, but nothing extreme, really. Yeah, yeah. Basically, uh, that's I think one of the main gripes here that a lot of it just sounds the same. And I'm sorry if if the fans of Mumford and Sons are listening to this. I'm sorry, guys, that we sound so harsh. You know, this is our personal uh, impression. But simply, just as as good musicians as they seem to be, and I really think they are good musicians, it almost seems like they lack some kind of diversity in their songs, in their tone, in... Uh, in the way they approach these songs. You know, people say, oh, but it's folk music, it's all supposed to sound alike, but that's not really how great folk music sounds like. Actually, if you look at great songwriters like uh, Towns Van Zandt, for example, you know, he could have one acoustic guitar and each song would tell a completely different story and it would set a completely different mood you know so all with the help of a single acoustic guitar while Mumford and Sons are very heavily produced you know maybe this first record is not that produced you know that overproduced as much as the other ones but overall they have a very bombastic production which doesn't always go hand in hand with the music that they want to play so dear listeners uh feel free to tell us how this album and this band uh sets with you and we would also like to hear um opinions from both the folk su super fans and also um the younger generation so to say who is who are more into uh, contemporary stuff. So uh, let's conclude this album with, uh, as always, our ratings and and also um, our let's say favorite tracks. So, what rating would you give this album, Blada? Well, I would give it personally. I would give it. Mm, I don't want to be too harsh. So six point five. Fair enough for me. Six. Yeah. All right. So similar, yes. Yeah. Any any favorite tracks here? Maybe. Ah, uh, white blank pages. He said is the catchiest of the bunch. Even though I personally have huge gripes with the lyrics, but yeah, I would go with that one. Right. Good. Okay. For me, I'm not so sure. Possibly thistle and weeds, but yeah, 
kind of I kind of agree with you. You know, no major standouts. So moving on to the next record, which is called Babel, released in 2012. Um, for me, this this really sounded like an upgrade, and um, particularly because I thought that this album sounded more powerful, that it had more power and more, that it was more straightforward, especially when it comes to the music. I thought the um, the melody was much more, let's say, in your face, even though that's, that could be a bit of a strong, strong word for this kind of music. But I, I genuinely felt that Babel was um, much more, let's say, a, a much stronger there's a much stronger statement coming from from this record compared to to the previous one. Did you have the same impression maybe? Not quite the same. I think it might be an upgrade. I think I enjoy this one a bit more, but I feel overall it's more of the same thing. I don't feel like th- it's it's the exact same formula all over again. You know, like these um bombastic choruses which just don't cut it with this kind of instrumentation. I just don't understand what they're trying to do here. Um, uh, I mean, in, in one sense, it's very original. You know, maybe that's why they're so popular because it's so original, like what they do. It sounds like a pop band with these folk leanings and also kind of reminds you of some other indie rock bands like a Band of Horses or. Uh, bon Iver and and stuff like that, you know, uh, like vocals wise and melody wise. But unlike some of these acts, it seems like Mumford and Sons tend to get too repetitive, and they just repeat the same formula here. And I don't know if you like the first record, if you enjoy the first record, then this one might be even better. You know, then you you will really enjoy this one as well. So, people, I urge you to check them out, give them a chance because these are good musicians. So, despite whatever criticism we have uh, about their music, they they do deserve a listen at least. And then, if you like their formula, you know, some people love ACDC. ACDC has been using the same formula for like 50 years. You know, like if you like this formula, if you like this sound. You can't really go wrong with these two records. They're going to sound alike and you're going to like them both. But personally, I don't think I will be going back to this album because simply Me neither. I, I think there are many better alternatives when it comes to this kind of folk rootsy sound. So artists are that you are saying that there as... are, are, you, are you saying that there are better alternatives uh, when it comes to contemporary folk bands or yes. folk bands in general yes okay yeah definitely yes definitely yeah. there's a lot of great music out there uh, if you want to discover more about this kind of Americana folk rock scene uh, you should uh, check out the page called no depression I'm sure some of our listeners are familiar. And you can discover a lot of great artists out there. So lots of good stuff. Uh, you know, we are, we are in the era with one Sturgill Simpson, for example, a great country artist. Or, um, uh, you know, there, there's so many 
great folk musicians. Uh, I remember some bands that I used to love that uh, kind of had this same formula, you know, indie rock with very uh, pronounced folk influences like uh, the Low Anthem. For example, the Low Anthem for me is a much better band, but they would remain relatively obscure by comparison. So, so, so that's what I have to say about this topic. Well, there, there's actually something that's not aligned with our opinion here. Uh, the source is Wikipedia, and uh, it says that the album received generally positive reviews from music critics and was nominated in the category of Album of the Year for both a Brit Award and a Grammy Award, winning the latter. Wow. Well, yeah, because these are the mainstream awards. These are the awards that always play safe. And that's another problem with Mumford & Sons, that they play it safe. And again, I'm go going back to what I said at the beginning, the first time I really listened to Marcus Mumford was when he was with the Lost Basement Tapes, where a group of musicians, very high-profile musicians, did a record where they wrote new songs uh, based on uh, Bob Dylan's lyrics that were never used by Bob Dylan himself. And this record was amazing. And, and the, the musicianship, the, the quality of everyone involved was extremely high. So Mom, Marcus Mumford really uh, could stand his own ground there you know he he really measured up to the rest of the gang in in that uh, respect so i expected more of him here and i don't think i got what i wanted but that's just me yep there you go um still um the same issue on on this record as with the previous one uh i just can't get over his his vocals just this doesn't re doesn't really cut it for me <laughs> so let's let's conclude let's conclude the album uh with as always our ratings and uh favorite tracks so uh my rating for this album is going to be I don't want to put it uh, in the same box with Sign No More, so let's give it a 6.5. Uh, I would also give it maybe... Mm, eh, I'm thinking about 6.5 or 7, but 7 might be too high. So I will give it 6.5, but I will <laughs> say that I think it's, it's slightly better. And also, I really enjoyed the song Lover of the Light. I think it was the instrumentation in that song that really got me hooked. Like the uh, wonderful drumming, really nice arrangement. So again, I really admire their musicianship. I just think that their formula is a bit worn out. You know what's interesting here? With the previous record, um, we struggled to find our favorite tracks. And now we have the same favorite track. It's it's the same with me, a lover of the light. Oh, cool! That's yes. cool. So there there, there's definitely something to it, right? Yeah, a really it's... nice track, I would say, a really nice track. Now, because we we were kind of harsh to these guys, so we we should point out the positives. Um, 
quite enjoyable, very folky. Uh, I uh, I'm not sure what else I can add about it, but I just found it overall enjoyable and not as bombastic as other tracks, which I think is the most important thing. You know, be before we before we uh, move on to the latest uh, record and obviously the the final one for for this episode. Uh, my impression uh, of these guys is that I'm not sure if me personally I'm not sure if I could just play them in the background if I could play their music in the background I'm not sure if this is that kind of music so I think that you need some some kind of mood and some kind of let's say atmosphere with you um, but I'm not sure if if I actually have a mood for for these guys because of their music, so not yeah. sure if that sounds too harsh, but yeah, they're, they're definitely not your you know um, typical radio music. I would say I, I don't know. I mean, they're they're somewhere in between, you know. For you know, one thing that 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 keeps kind of bugging me about. About his, about uh, Marcus's uh, vocals. Sorry, guys, uh, that I'm talking too much about. Again, uh, I have to say I really like his vocals. I don't think that's the problem. That that's my that's my subjective uh, impression. I I really wonder. I haven't done any research, but I really wonder if Ed Sheeran uh, was inspired by Marcus. Oh come on, come on! Now you're taking this too far. Uh, and nothing Maybe wrong about Ed Sheeran, by the way, as a pop artist, he's perfectly fine, you know. But I don't think there's anything uh, in common. I'm not saying he's bad. I I'm just, I kind of find their uh, styles of singing similar, you know. And uh, I... But, but yeah, this style on. of singing, you know, this style of singing, I've heard it millions of times with millions of indie artists. So I don't think there's anything particularly special about it. So you might have heard it somewhere else too. You know, maybe Ed Sheeran is the first name that popped up, but I'm pretty sure you heard it elsewhere too. Yeah, yeah, possibly. All right. So uh, we're now going to skip uh, the record which would come which came actually after Babel, which is Wilder, Wilder Mind. So we're not going to do that one. We are jumping uh, to Delta, um, which was released in 2018. Um, before I ask you about your uh, impression about this album, I have to praise the album cover. Um, oh, I, yeah, I liked it too, I think. It's, I like this minimalist photograph with the four of them standing in the completely blank background i think this this album cover would definitely uh catch my attention in a music shop because it really looks like a vintage uh maybe it's not maybe it doesn't look exactly like a, like a vintage uh, album cover but it certainly reminds you of some you know old old stuff uh, for me, it's a bit different. Like the way I see it, it's like it's very, you know, it's it's kind of minimalist and aspires to be classy, you know, uh, and uh, just their postures. Uh, there's something about it it can't quite touch upon, but I like it too. I think um, it's a 
it's a departure from the previous covers if you look at them like yeah, the definitely. previous covers kind of suggested this sort of communal folk spirit but now this one suggests more introspection more reflectiveness in the lyrics that kind of stuff so uh definitely a nice cover but the music inside is not so nice unfortunately <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to ask you if the album cover aligns with music. So what were your thoughts? Yeah, it does align a bit. Like it has that sort of trendy feel that the music has. And now it's like uh, on this record, they sort of decided to uh, somewhat abandon the this folk instrumentation and, and basically bear themselves completely you know show what they're really about and it's of course pop melodies and um, just doesn't work without that folky vibe it's even worse i'm sorry to say that but it just sounds even worse at one point i was listening to it yesterday one point uh, my girlfriend said oh is this imagine dragons So I think that tells you everything you need to know about this one. Oh, uh, gosh. But in, in defense of this record, I kind of like the way it started. Like the first song, I kind of thought, oh, this sounds a bit different. Interesting. There's some synthesizers, yeah, yeah, like yeah, a different yeah. atmosphere. I was like, kind of looking forward to it. I thought maybe they matured as a band. Maybe they decided to like toy with their formula, change things around. Yeah, they changed things around. But for the worse, um, I can't really add anything because um, I completely agree with the part about uh, abandoning the folk vibe. I think uh, they try to um, they try to make a truly pop record here uh, with a slight touch of atmospheric vibes, and I don't know. Um, They recorded this at a um, at a studio called the Church, the Church Studios in London. So maybe that's that has something to do with the atmospheric uh, melody. But overall, pretty much a pop record. Uh, yes, it started off quite well, but later on, just you know, I would just neutral, you know, to to their sound. Yeah, this is just tailored for. Grammy Awards, you know, <laughs> tailored for a modern radio or uh, whatnot. Uh, and that's they, why they I... Had... I hmm? Yeah, they, go yeah. on, go on. Yeah, I, I'm just saying, I really appreciate their previous work much more, despite all the flaws, because they sound like a proper band. Like, you know, they sound like they mean it, you know. And now it's up to you whether you're up for that sound or not. But that, those first two records we listened to, I can totally get behind. I can totally say, hey, check them out. You know, pass your own judgment. Don't just listen to us. But, you know, this might be really cool for you. But with this record, it just sounds like some kind of yappy music. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. I mean, I'd I'm rather laughing, listen but... to Phil Collins than this. There you go. I mean, I, I am laughing. I found you know what you're saying uh funny but at the same time I, i'm kind of agreeing with everything that you're that you've just said so um 
we also have some uh, critics on our side, so to say. So Rolling Stone, um, the magazine Rolling Stone gave them two stars out of five. Um, same rating from The Guardian, two stars out of five. Uh, 2.5 stars from all music. So, you know, I, I'm not trying to convince anybody to, you know, to to base their opinion on, on these guys. I'm just stating, you know, the fun fact that we usually don't agree with these guys, but this time we're kind of on the same page. And, uh, yeah, so uh, any standout tracks here, Vlada? I know the first track, 42, right? That was kind of nice. I like that. Uh, I like that sound. I like that vibe. I thought it would turn into a more promising record, uh, but I was quickly let down. I don't know. I hope I'm not too harsh on these guys because somewhat uh, sometimes these record these records might take more than one listen to sink in. But I still feel that. Uh, this album was kind of disappointing compared to the other two we listened to. Yes, yes. Um, my standout track is October Skies. I thought it sounded nice. And um, before we wrap up the, the episode, I think that what we're trying to say here is that these these guys are not bad. That Their music is not horrible. Like, you know... Like I said in the beginning of the of the episode, the whole experience is just okay, and I'm just lukewarm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very lukewarm. Yep. Okay. So let's, um, let's do the ratings. All right. Oof. I don't want to be that guy, but for this one, as much as it hurts me to say, because. I hate giving bad rating to anyone. That's my problem with this whole concept we have here. You know, I hate giving bad ratings, especially to talented musicians. But I have to give this one a four. Well, you weren't that kind in the, in the you know in the previous episode when it did when we did Nars Barkley. <laughs> yeah, well, that that was an atrocity. You know, these guys I think deserve better than Nars Barkley. So you have a soft spot for for Mumford and Sons, right? Yeah, yeah, I I kind of do. I have to say, kind of do. As much as I trash them in this episode, I think they're good guys. They have, you know, they have certain talents. You see, there's potential there, but I think they're just in the clutches of the music industry, which completely sucked up all their soul. So that's the problem here. Okay, so everyone who is uh, listening to this episode, if there, if there, if there are any Manfred Sons fans here, I'm gonna be your savior right now and say that this uh, record is a six out of ten from me. Wow! So, yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Vlada, do you have? I mean, what would you? say to all our uh, listeners regarding this band well um it's more or less what you expect uh if you like this kind of sound i think you you're gonna love their their records you might even like the latest one um uh, 
personally speaking, I'm a bit disappointed, as I already stated many times during this episode. I think that uh, these guys could do better based on some of the tracks I heard, based on that stuff that Marcus did with the Lost Basement tapes, which I think was excellent. So if you like this kind of folky vibe, but also some sort of indie bands like Band of Horses, for example, you may want to give them a chance. Um, I would say that if you like just a slight touch of folk music um, in, you know, somewhere in, with some bands, you should definitely check, check out these guys. Um, this is not, I think this wouldn't quite sit with folk purists but you know and at the end of the day this is a new record uh, these are modern you know modern records who are aiming to to become um to become the top choice for radio stations so yeah there you go um stephanie thanks a lot for for su suggesting this um you know the point of this show after all is discovering new stuff um, you know, primarily uh, albums and bands that we're not familiar with. So I'm kind of thankful for that. This is completely new to me. So really nice to, to discover something else. So we have big news for you. Um, we are now officially available on multiple platforms. First of all, apart from YouTube, we're also available on Spotify. But at the same time, a lot of podcast players such as Breaker, Castbox, Stitcher, Spreaker, you know, a lot of platforms are now included. So also Apple, Apple, yeah. Yes, and whatever suits you, you can just open the app or the website of those podcast players and find our show. Um, also, you can hear our show uh, being played on New England Radio. Uh, that's our friend David. Check him out. He plays original music and original podcasts 24-7. So you can also hear our episodes um, uh, on, on that internet radio station. The website uh, of that station is newenglandradio.net or uh, there's also a shorter link, which is wirw.net. So Vlada, what is your final word? My final word is that um, I generally don't like being this harsh on a band, but I'm really glad that we had the opportunity to listen to these guys. So thank you, Stephanie, our dear Patreon, for suggesting this band. Um, also, dear listeners, let us know what you think. What's your experience with Mumford & Sons? Do you like them? Do you also find our remarks to be fair or not? Let us hear your criticism. Uh, we want to be able to freely exchange our opinions with you, uh, regardless of how different they may be. So we're looking forward to any feedback we may get from you guys. Make sure to follow us on our social media accounts, which will be put in the description. Um, we will also put links to our favorite tracks. So if you want to hear um, those those tracks just click the link uh, we will put YouTube links but of course if you if you listen your music on any other platform 
can just search it up. Uh, and if you like, if you would like to support our show, please become our Patreon. It's patreoncom soundrisepod And uh, who knows? Maybe your favorite band or any other band that you would like to uh, be featured on uh, on our show. Maybe we will one day uh, pick it. So uh, see you then in a week and stay safe.